Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. I am Stevie Stacks coming at you from Fort Worth, Texas, and this is your favorite favorite along with jaspers <laughs> i have a special guest today uh favorite short-term mid-term long-term rental podcast in the world coming at you from fort worth like i said this is 287 episode 287 and we have a special guest today and he is a legend in the str community he is jasper rivers from uh get paid for your pad man he's been doing it for longer than we've been doing he, your inspiration for us to start a podcast a long time ago, man. And, and I'm so excited to speak to you. Way back then, when when uh, we did our first interview with you, uh, we just started our, our podcast. And and then, you you know, you had yours established for a while. And there wasn't very many um, short-term rental podcasts. And we were only two of a handful. Maybe there was like three or four or five. Um, but we were always at the top, me and you. And, and it's pretty cool. And it's a lot more... Um, podcasts out there that do that cover short-term rentals and we've we've branched off from that you and i uh, we cover a lot more than just short-term rentals and it's pretty cool so welcome to the show jasper uh i'm, I'm so happy to have you on man that's a good intro man i appreciate it <laughs> i think the first time i remember when you started your podcast i was i think i was on the one of the first episodes but i think your uh your beard wasn't as gray back then ah yeah yeah and you had more hair it was a, it, was yeah, a... it was mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you finally got married that's cool congratulations yeah, a lot has changed a lot has changed <laughs> yeah so so back then, man, um, short-term rentals was kind of a it's kind of a new thing, and and you explained your story. You can, you can brush up your story. You can go over it a little bit on this show. You know, you could always go back and see Jasper's original episode on our uh, yeah early teens probably. But um, yeah, go ahead and uh, tell us a, a little refresher on your story. What got you into short-term rentals? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, this was back in two thousand twelve. Uh, when I uh, decided to travel around the world and uh, I was renting out my just my one apartment in Amsterdam long term and I realized that wasn't ideal. So I tried this new thing called Airbnb and it just, you know, immediately took off. Um, I recognized that, you know, there was very little information out there on the topic. So I decided to uh, put together all my notes and uh, publish a book. I paid for your pad, start a podcast. That was back in 2014, so we're almost a decade in. Over the years, done uh, a lot of different things. Um, but right now, uh, me and my business partner, Eric Miller, we're focused on uh, building a new uh, short-term rental hospitality brand called Freewild, uh, which we launched uh, just in October last year so uh we are focused on bringing a uh, unique and modern short rental experience to uh traditional vacation rental markets so think mountains beaches things like that you can check us out uh on instagram freewild that's freewild with a w y l d so free wild but with a with a y instead of a, an i and um yeah that's what we're passionate about uh right now about you know really uh bringing like a scaling a really unique short-term rental brand in the in the industry 
And that's cool how you're bringing it back to what it used to be, you know, the the vacation rental market instead of the traditional vacation rental market, because this stuff's been going on way before we started doing, mm -hmm. you know, Airbnbs out of our houses uh, or condos and stuff like that in, in the in the suburbs before while it was all legal still. But what what drove y'all to, to take it back to just doing in the in the traditional vacation rental markets? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was mostly, uh, the brainchild of my, my business partner, but you know, we partnered back in 2020, I think it was, uh, we recognized that, uh, there was a need for education. So we came together, we started a company called overnight success where we, you know, we have courses and masterminds and stuff. Um, he, he, at the time he, he built like a, a, a huge, um, company in san diego he had like 120 130 maybe 150 listings but you know then COVID hit and uh we had a mastermind with all these like large operators that we were we were meeting like virtually on zoom you know um and everyone was like panicking during COVID, right and uh we were trying to help these companies stay alive and through that process we kind of we kind of realized <clears throat> that you know, in order to in order to be successful, or what was lacking in our industry, we felt like was really like a a strong brand. You know, like something unique that people can really attach to. Where you have you're just bringing something to the industry that that doesn't really exist. And it, it was interesting because I remember we were talking about we were talking about like what's your favorite hotel brand, and everybody has their favorite hotel brands, right? I love Shangri La, for example. Shangri La hotels in Asia are amazing. There's a there's a hotel called. Um, the citizen M that I, that I really like where they call their guests citizens and it's super unique and, you know, really awesome brand. But when you ask people, you know, what's your favorite short term rental brand, you know, everyone says Airbnb, which is just a marketing channel. Right. But no one really, no one really has like favorite short term rental brands. And, and we just kind of recognize that uh, there was an opportunity uh, to bring like a, <clears throat> a new, a new brand to the short-term rental space where we're focusing on like the modern traveler who kind of wants the standards and the, the world-class experience um, that like the, you know, the top hotel chains bring, but they want to stay in those traditional markets, right? The traditional vacation rental markets. And you've, I'm sure you've been to a lot of these markets. Uh, you know, there's, there's a very typical inventory in those markets, like where we are in Idlewild, for example, it's it's a mountain area. So, you know, you get the the classic cabins uh, out there, but you don't really have like a, a modern, you know, a modern experience, right? Where you have great customer service, you have, you know, technologies there, um, design, interior design in, inside of the units. You don't really find that in those markets. And so that's what we're, you know, that's what we're, decided to uh, to develop nice nice and you know what comes to mind because you're saying your favorite hotel chains or whatever and, and and i know they're thinking about this too because uh as for example marriott that just jumped to my mind and what do they have to like compete in this kind of like airbnb world that we're living in now they created bonvoy right and they have really cool commercials. If you've seen the commercials, you know, if you go, you fly on the airplanes a lot. They always show them on the airplanes, you know, sign, uh, go sign up for Bonvoy or, or check out Bonvoy. And it shows, it just, it doesn't even, you know, it shows the stories. It doesn't even show 
like the inside of the, I mean, it might show like the inside of a room or something, but that's not the point. The point is a grandpa flying somewhere like uh, on the beach to to see his grandkids that he ain't seen in a while or or a married couple or, or lovers or, or whatever. It's painting a story, <laughs> what Bonvoy is. And I was, I think they've done a good job at, of it. And, and so I think I like what you're saying that you're trying to paint a, a, a brand and it's something in the mountains or, or the beaches or wherever it is. And people and and then of course exemplary customer service and something that's not just hey it's an Airbnb right uh, you know what you're gonna get or you you don't know what you're gonna get but with with your company people will know exactly what they're gonna get exactly yeah that's exactly it you know and it's it's interesting because like when you talk to people who don't like to um, stay at a short term rental they and you ask them why it's usually exactly that it's usually like yeah well I never know what to expect you know. I got I got seven vacation days in a year, you know what I mean. I'm I'm go I'm traveling somewhere. I don't want to roll the dice on whether the host is going to be communicating or you know like, you know they don't want to gamble uh, and risk it. So they they that's why they booked the Marriott right. That's why they booked the Four Seasons because they just know okay it's it's you know exactly what you're getting right. Oh, hey, how y'all doing? Stevie Stacks here from Live, Let, Thrive. And I thought I'd give a quick shout out to my buddy Brian Wynn over at themusecoffee.co. Man, this is some good stuff. Brian's a longtime listener of the show, fellow entrepreneur, and he's been sending us coffee for a while now. And this is some really, really good coffee from the best places on earth, best beans on earth, freshly roasted and sent to your front door in a couple days. And, and you'll know what I'm talking about. So my buddy Brian, Brian Wynn, over at the Muse Coffee, hit him up, he'll hook you up. If he knows you're a fan of the show, you put in code LLT, you get an extra 20% off your order. I mean, what do you got to lose, y'all? Help us keep the lights on, help a fellow entrepreneur, and get you some good coffee in the process. TheMuseCoffee.co. Yo. Mm. And, and the name Free Wilds, it, to me, it, it makes me think of like, Young people going off, exploring, being free, being wild, and stuff like that. Now, does that is that your target market, or, or are you try are you you get old people too, you know, or in between? What, what I mean, that just the title itself it makes me think of you know younger uh, demographic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not necessarily targeting the the, the very young uh, younger crowd. We're kind of targeting ourselves, if that makes sense, right? Um, so let's say like, you know, thirties to, you know, thirties to sixties, um, professionals, people who want to, who want to have like a unique experience in, in nature, right. In, in the mountains or on the beach, but they also want to make sure that they get like the, the high standards. Right. And, you know, to, to explain a little bit more about the word free wild. So one of the things that makes us unique, um, is that we, we try to inspire, uh, our guests to disconnect from their devices and spend our time in old school way, right? In a traditional way, like playing board games, listening to music, um, you know, sitting outside uh, around the campfire, right? Sitting in the hot tub and telling stories and having conversations with each other <laughs> instead of, you know, sit being on your iPad, your phone, or being on your laptop. So we have two modes. One mode is free. Where if you have where you can do whatever you want. So if you have to work for a couple hours on your laptop, you know you want to do something with your phone, make some phone calls, whatever you want to do, you're you're free to do whatever you want. But then we inspire people to step into what we call wild mode, right? So we have a we have a wild box at our properties where 
everybody can put their phones in there. And then we have a wild menu of like suggestions of what you could do, right? It's like, hey, you can go on a hike or, you know, you could, we have conversation cards, right? So people can actually have real conversations with each other. You, mm. you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> we're trying to inspire that um, for, to our guest of, you know, stepping in, stepping in a wild mode and, you know, have spending real quality time with each other versus being distracted by, you know, all the, the social media and like the, all the devices. Mm, nice, nice. And, and, and so how, what's the, what's the feedback been with, with doing some, trying to do something different? Are people like, mm -hmm. Hey, you know, that's, that sounds all right. Or some people, some people are all about it, you know, putting their phones in there yeah. and stuff. And some people are like, yeah, I ain't going to do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, that I think that's, <clears throat> it's definitely like, a, you know, some people, they're like, you know, they're, they're not so into it. So they, they still enjoy the, the, the experience that we're bringing. Um, but they might not be as excited about that side of what we're offering, but some people like immediately when, you know, they get the first message, uh, the booking confirmation message where we explain that, that we encourage people to go in wild mode. And, you know, some of our guests like immediately respond back and say like, wow, that sounds awesome. Like, you know, I'm definitely going into wild mode. This, this is, this is, this is amazing. Right. So I think, you know, when you're, when you're, when you build, when you're bringing a very unique experience, it's like, you know, some people are going to love it and those people are going to be coming back all the time. Right. Those, those are the people that are going to be like, you know, in a few years, hopefully we'll have like five, 10, 15, 20 free wilds uh, across the country. And then those people that really connect with the culture that we're trying to build, those people are going to be the ones that are that are just going to stay at free wilds, right? Mm -hmm. They'll be like, okay, let's go to a different free wild. Let's go to, oh, there's a free wild over there. That's in that town too, right? Let's, let's go to free wild because we, we love that brand. We love the culture. We love, we love the experience. No, no. Is a free wild, is, is it like a, like a boutique hotel thing? Is it like a hostile experience? I, I'm asking, let me, let me paint a picture because when, when I used to, in my younger days, I used to travel through Europe and stay at hostels and, you know, nothing fancy, but they'd always have like a gathering area or a bar, you know, and they have music playing. You meet people from all over the world. That's what I loved mm -hmm. about the hostels. You know, I was talking to people. I was in, in Frankfurt. That was my favorite one. You know, of all places, Frankfurt. But they had a cool hostel there, and, and it's right close to the train, the main train station. And I, of course, you met people from all over the world there. I didn't even know. I, like, for example, I met some Eastern Eastern Germans, right? And I never even knew the story. I mean, that there's still this this divide between Eastern Germans and Western Germans. I, I learned this just by talking to them, and they, and they told me the story why it's still kind of like that, you know. And, and um, but I met some really cool. I mean, they were nice, super nice, and I met some really cool people and shared some stories. Grabbed a guitar off the wall, started playing some guitar and singing with some people. It was just it was just so fun. Whereas here, let's just say United States. It's none, I don't know if hostels is really a thing. Um, mm -hmm. I've never seen them, but but people go to their own hotel rooms, stay in their whole hotel rooms. They do the excursions or whatever they want to do with their own, you know, get their own their own people, and then they, that's their vacation, you know. But in Europe, it's more of a communal thing. Is is that what you're trying mm -hmm. to build? And is this like a is this like a boutique hotel kind of setup? Um. Well, it's it's not it's not like a, a hostel, right? Like we have cabins with kitchens, and you know, so it's it is it is a more of a short term rental experience. Um, but we do we do see like over time, we do see us building a culture, and you know, our our guests like we call them wilders, and we do see that this could become you know 
a community, right? Where wilders want to meet other wilders, right? Because if if you love the concept of <clears throat> disconnecting from your devices and you know reconnecting with with nature and like having just just spending quality time together, right? Without those devices, like if 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 that's something that really uh, speaks to you, then you're probably going to enjoy meeting other people that are also drawn to that concept right so so we do definitely see us building a community over time but our you know our cabins and our units are all private right so it's not like a hostel where you're sharing bathrooms and and things like that um and the folk the hostel you know hostel is very focused on like that everybody meets each other right there's it's very social there's social areas and everything and we do have at our first property in Adewals, we do have like a shared park uh, that people can walk around, they can do picnics and stuff like that. So there's an opportunity to to meet, you know, the other wilders. Um, but yeah, it's it's still it's still a private short rental experience. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's just what I was wondering because I do love that too. I, I love my privacy here too. You know, especially now I got the family and stuff. But I love just meeting people from all over the world and, and cool places. That was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Are, yeah. are y'all are y'all doing like? Um, I, I know you're painting a picture for me here. But are y'all are y'all doing like commercials and stuff for this? Because uh, I don't and and how are those how are those going? Yeah, I mean we uh, we actually just did a little bit of, of advertising. So we're you know Instagram is a big channel for us uh, that we're building out. Um, so we we ran we ran some ads for like a giveaway where we actually got really good results. Uh, we got a lot of new uh, Instagram followers. Uh, we got a lot of new people signing up for our email list. Um, cause you know, driving, driving that, the direct bookings and building up like that loyal, uh, base of, of repeat guests is definitely a, a big focus for us. Um, and I think, you know, with, when you have a, a, a unique brand, I think it's easier to build that because people have a reason to follow you to have a reason to come back and they, you know, they want to, they want to learn more. There's a lot of content that we can generate, uh, that we can create around this topic. Um, so, you know, even though we, we launched in October, we're, yeah, we're definitely, you know, we're definitely hitting the, the direct booking channels um, and the marketing behind it uh, from the get-go. Okay. And you're still uh, marketing on the big channels too, the Airbnb and VRBO? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I think, you know, we'll, we'll probably always be on the OTAs because, you know, why not? I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a f- affordable way to source you know, to find new customers essentially. So I don't know if we would ever completely be gone from those OTAs, but, um, but our, definitely our goal is to, you know, to build up uh, uh, the direct booking channel. Well, if you think about it, like you go to an OTA and it says this, this um, whatever, this condo is managed by Vacasa, right? So they're mm-hmm. still on the, and they're huge. Yeah. They're still on the OTAs. Now, do you put something like that? Do you put your logo on there, the Free Wild logo? And then Mm -hmm. you put, you know, this is managed by uh, Free Wild or do you put stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely brand driven uh, on the OTAs. Um, So, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the, the big companies, they, you know, they're still using those channels. So there are some companies that don't use um any otas right and they make that part of their marketing it's like you can own you only book direct i think getaway i don't know if you've heard about getaway but i i think they only do direct bookings so you can't book a getaway anywhere else except for at getaway.com you know you know what that reminds me of is um and and it's still it's still i believe it's still the case now so southwest airlines you know 
they they are not on any of the um, kayaks or price lines or stuff Mm -hmm. like that. You know, Americans on there, Delta, all the other ones. But Southwest is like, no, no, no. You got to come straight to us and book on our site. We're not going to put our stuff on other people's websites. That was like a conscious to, to, you know, there's a lot of people is like, why is it's money? You're going to go be more exposure. But but it trained their target demographic to find them online, drove Mm -hmm. all the traffic straight to them. And that's the only way they can book. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there are examples of that. There are not, there's not many of them though. Right. But there are some examples. Southwest airlines is an interesting one. I, I want to say I've seen them somewhere else on some other site, but I don't know. Mm. They're definitely now, affordable. <laughs> I know for, <laughs> for a long time, it was just, they, they refused to go on anybody else's sites. I guess they like the control. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what it is. But but um and, and protecting their brand and you know why they don't want to end up on a crappy site that people hate using you know it's not but that's not us that's mm-hmm. that's, that's their that's their site um so so cabins you know what you know when, when we started doing this and we started doing uh, short term rentals out of our houses and then of course getting arbitrages out of apartments and stuff it was always cool to see what people were doing like like you know in cabins or or like 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 you said in the cabins in the mountains or or like a beach bungalows or something it's like wow that's cool you know i'd love to do something fun like that and and so so how was that i mean i know i think i remember your story that y'all bought like a group of cabins that were already built mm-hmm. and, and so you had to go in there and renovate them to your specs or, or how did that work yeah that's right yeah, so we we found a property in, a while back. Right? This is in uh, September 2021 when we bought it, actually. So it had four existing cabins and a bunch of land around it. Um, so we initially, like, we, we ran the property as it was for a while. Um, then we renovated uh, the properties and really launched, like, the Freewild brand. Uh, and now we're going into the next phase on that property to see what we can uh what we can build out there, like there, because we, you know, we have space to build additional cabins. Um, so right now we're, you know, we're exploring that. <clears throat> we're, uh, you know, talking to the county and stuff and seeing what's possible uh, to expand uh, the operations down there. I, if I do, if I do recall uh, correctly, uh, you kind of like when you very first started that, you, you told me you kind of inherited a staff and it didn't end up working out too well. <laughs> can you go over that again? Yeah, so I mean, our the town where we are in Idlewild is very, very small, right? It's, it's just a couple thousand people, right? And where's so, this at again? Idlewild, California. Idlewild, okay. Idlewild, so it's, it's not far from Palm Springs. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, we you know we had a few people that worked for you know previous owner, and uh, we worked with them for a while, but you know, I guess <clears throat> you know we're we're our vision for how we want to operate is was very different than the previous owner. Right. Um, we want to have, we want to have like a world-class experience for, for our guests. Right. So we're, we're setting the standards like much higher than, you know, what, uh, what was, what they were used to. And so we had to find a different solution, uh, for that. So we, act, we actually partnered with a, uh, a local, um, a management company, right? So they manage like 60, 60, 70 or so, cabins out there and we made a deal with them that they would you know they would handle all the the cleanings and the maintenance and 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 all basically all the in the ground on the ground stuff okay cool and and it kind of reminds me and you and you go look at the previous episodes with jasper but 
But he mentioned, you know, how it wasn't working out with the people that were already working for the the previous company. And you and y'all kind of kept them on and and tried to teach them what y'all are trying to do, which is way different what the previous ownership were doing out there. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. as world class. Let's just say that. But it reminds me like when a, when a, when a team hires a new head coach and they still have all these assistant coaches in place. But what you, what usually ends up happening? He he fires all the <laughs> the old regime right and brings in his guys because he wants to change the culture. And it's like mm -hmm. is in any business in any sport. It's usually what happens. You you probably don't want to keep the the same uh, people, decision making people in place. It's going to cause friction. You know we don't do it like that. We've never done it like that. Why do we have to do? It? You know it's just simpler to start to start yeah. fresh. Yeah, exactly. And you know I think it's important for everybody on the team to be aligned. Um, you know how we want to work together, like what the standards are, and you know if if there's no alignment there, then you know every, I think everyone's better off like without each other then you know you got to be aligned mm, nice nice so so you you got your brand you got your cabins and and you're doing the vacation rental markets and, and what it also of course without being said with doing business in vacation rental markets it kind of shields you from the the regulations that are coming everywhere well <laughs> not 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 really <laughs> i mean there's there's pretty strict regulations in idaho actually you know Really? Um, which we don't mind it. We don't mind it because, you know, we think that we believe that there should be regulations, you know? Um, and so we don't have a, yeah, we're not against re regulations. Idlewild is, they're putting in pretty strict new regulations in there. Um, so, and we're totally cool with that. Um, so yeah, no, I think the regulations that's, you know, that's, that's something that we have to focus on in every market that we go to. Cause even if there are no regulations yet, they're gonna they're gonna be there at some point, right? So, I think that's a focus for pretty much everywhere. Uh, that makes sense, but um, I would say it would it might help a little bit keeping you from like an all out ban, you know, like a big city sure. or a suburbs or something like that, because it is a vacation yeah. rental market. They rely on that money. Yes, regulations it could be a good thing because a barrier to entry it'll keep out all the the scragglers that are coming gonna come in there and make trouble, and um, yeah, keep out competition mm -hmm. let's just say that yeah yeah 100 yeah it's not like new york or you know like uh, santa monica and in, in los angeles where they're completely banning it right um that's that's true but it is restricted you know mm, nice nice so you got these up and running and so where's your next uh where's your next uh market that you you're planning on yeah. opening some more i mean that's a good question you know like we're constantly looking at uh properties that come on the market uh you know we want to be in traditional vacation rental like in nature so we're currently looking at uh big bear we're looking at joshua tree we're looking at sedona we're looking at lake tahoe like those those are kind of the markets that we we would like to expand to <clears throat> this year um eventually we want to be all over the us uh but since we're in california it makes more sense to you know to expand uh in in the area first um and you know there's some really cool there's some really cool markets around us you know so i'm actually going up to Joshua Tree and Big Bear myself uh in about 2 weeks um to you know spend some time with some friends but at the same time also you know keeping my eyes open and <laughs> understanding those markets because i mean we're looking for a very specific uh property right we're not we're not looking for just you know any 
cabin or any any type of uh, of home we're looking for we're looking for very specific vacation rental properties that have multiple units you know it could be anywhere from like a handful or 10 to uh, all the way up to like you know 50 um and we're looking for the these these type of properties that fit our brand right and that are in the markets that we're looking for and there's not that many for sale right so that's why our models it's not so easy to scale it uh, and you know, it's going to take some time for us to, to skill it, but we rather, we rather build a brand that we're passionate about, that we believe in, and that's really unique, uh, and, you know, take more time to build it versus just kind of doing what everybody else is doing and, you know, just rushing to scale as, as quickly as possible. Now, now you said, um, okay, I'll stick to that there right now, but I'm going to go back to Joshua tree and, and you, and you probably know why, but, but right now, um, going back to, okay, you're looking at these, these places where you can do what, you know, the, the cabin experience or, or, or something, you know, similar and, and the place you're at now, you know, Idlewild or, or free wild, your company, um, you actually have more land to, to put more cabins. You said now mm -hmm. in the, in the meantime, can you do things other than, you know, a full, full out cabin. Can you put some a frames up? Can you put some like tents? People can rent a tent. Can you do things like that that won't cost a ton of money to to make and and then start uh, you know upping your revenue? Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot possible. And like you, you mentioned, a frames. That's actually we're working with our architect right now to design. Uh, you know, the, the we want to design our own free wild structures essentially, right? And they're like unique structures. They, you know, it's not it's not just like regular cabins. You know, we've got a lot of really cool designs that we're working on with our with our architect. That could be you know a frames or kind of a combination of an a frame and a little bit of a different angle here and there. And like, you know, so we're really we're really trying to create something really unique um that you know because i think that's what people want you know that's what people are going to want more and more in the future um i think you know unique experiences and people want to stay somewhere cool you know especially the younger generations you know they don't want to stay just at the, some random place right they want something cool and uh and that's, that's i think that's the future yeah and, and now on the topic a frames or something you know something similar uh would you have to build out um i would assume you have to build out restrooms and showers too yeah they had the whole thing yeah 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 like you know grading uh the the roads you know the foundations like there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it you know amenities for thinking about you know maybe a pool or like a little cafe like the whole thing yeah Mm, mm, nice but nice. it all depends on like you know you got to work with the with the county right to see what's what's possible okay okay um so let's go back to joshua tree real quick because you you, you mentioned joshua tree you're going to be out there now as a lot of us operators know that it got really saturated out there mm -hmm. right because uh, you know because people will come on especially you know come on our shows and talk about joshua tree a long time ago and then word you know <laughs> word spread really quickly wow joshua tree you can get something for cheap out there and make a ton of money you know hand over fist and and then yeah of course the music stopped a bit because yeah, everybody yeah. went out there and then it was a race to the bottom and pricing and a race to yep. the top and amenities right because you you can no longer make a buck if you didn't have a hot tub if you didn't have a cowboy mm -hmm. pool if you didn't have you know something really amazing out there you weren't <laughs> going to make no money because in a regular nice 
a nice because I'll say this because we we do manage one still. It's it's a nice looking house, got a beautiful views of the mountains and everything. It just doesn't have the super the super high amenities that that you need to to make money in Joshua Tree. Mm -hmm. Oh, hundred percent. You know, and especially now in February, it's it's winter time, right? So, uh, yeah, it's 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 great for us because I I rented like a really a really awesome like four bedroom and uh you know yeah it was very affordable <laughs> right right yeah, yeah so so that's that's the danger i guess but if i mean and and the point is knowing your brand and what you can do what you can provide to people you know it's not it's it separates you from the pack right exactly yeah yeah i think that's why it's so important to to bring something unique right because otherwise yeah if there's if there's a lot of new inventory then and you have to if you have to compete on price in those markets then you know then you're not gonna do very well it's tough man because I'll, I'll say this because people would get sent our way that, that had bought a guru's package right and, and they got them started they found them their arbitrage which they paid way too much for and they, they furnished it for way too much in a market, they said, "Oh, well, the Air DNA says going to do this much money, right?" And then they got started and losing their ass, right? And they call us and and say, "Hey, you know, they said you can manage this for us." And we look at it and we're like, "Man, you know, it's going to be tough. We're going to help you out. We're going to try to do, try to make you something." As far as you're not making anything right now, and we'll we'll make, <laughs> we might bring them up to a point where they're breaking even or make a little bit but i mean it's mm -hmm. i mean it's we don't have much to work with with clients like that 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 were part of that huge airbnb mm -hmm. buzz that happened a few years ago right and everybody wanted to get into it and it just like i said drove and then the the people written out their houses or you know the arbitrage whatever they they knew that these airbnbers are going to pay double the rent that a regular person is going to pay so they're written out to them so it was like the perfect storm of people getting screwed on the prices not knowing what they're doing, paying way too much on furniture and pricing and all that stuff. And then uh, oversaturation happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. If you, uh, if you bought something, especially in those, those markets where the supply has gone up so much and you bought something based on, you know, 2021, 2022 numbers, then, you know, you're in trouble. And especially with the master leasing, that's why the master leasing is, is, is a risky model. You know, I mean, I think there was, I think another company just went, uh, another master leasing company just went belly up, wasn't it? Front desk a mm -hmm. couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. Right. I actually, I had, I remember having the founder in the, on the podcast uh, eight years ago or something when, when he got started. Um, but yeah, the, ma the master, the, the arbitrage, that's, that's a risky, that's a risky game to play. You know, like we work with investors, right? So like, <clears throat> obviously, yeah, if the market goes down, like our investors aren't making the return on investment that they were hoping for, maybe, but we're not out of business, you know? And, you know, when I think when you have something like, like a unique brand, like, like we have, then I think there's, there's a lot of people that see the, the long-term uh, potential and the long-term uh, opportunity of investing into that brand. So they're not necessarily, our investors are not necessarily worried about like, Oh, we're making like a percent or two percent less this year, right? Mm -hmm. They they believe in they believe in the vision of our company, and you know they're they're in there for the long term. So that's you know that's a, a bit different. Yeah, yeah, it's, that is a different model. Uh, well, let's speak on it. I mean, let's speak on this uh, controversial subjects while we're at it. The 
Uh, we're talking about oversaturation of markets, you know, gurus might have taken advantage of people, the oversaturation of the gurus, man. And, and I know that they, I'm not I'm not calling you a guru, but you, you, you know, and I was in your mastermind is great. And, and you taught us some great stuff. And, and um, but I don't think you're the type that's putting people in into these tough situations, whereas anybody that just read probably your book and said, oh, I could be a guru now and teach other people how to do this and make a buttload <laughs> of money. So, so speak to that, what you've noticed in the oversaturation of the guru market. Yeah, honestly, I I don't really focus too much on it, to tell right. you the truth. Um, I'm not really a social media person. So, uh, you know, I see some ads come. I see some ads sometimes where you know the 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 market they're very focused on a lot of them are very focused on the marketing right the marketing is really good like you, you get like a you know an instagram uh ad where someone's like has a fancy car and is like you know i started you know i didn't have any money five years ago and then i you know did this and that and now i'm like a millionaire and like you could do it too um which you know I mean, sure. I'm not going to, I'll never tell somebody that they can't do it, but the reality is it's, you know, it's, it's very, very difficult. Like the, the short-term rental business is a very difficult business to run. It's 24 hours. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different aspects to the business, right? You have to wear a lot of different hats and <clears throat> yeah, the reality is that, uh, it's, it's a lot of hard work and, and you have to be, you have to have a passion for it you know, and it's hard work and it's not easy. And, you know, if you're passionate about it, it could be, can be an amazing business because you're, you're really having a positive impact on people's lives. Right. I mean, if somebody, somebody has like one week or two weeks off, um, per year, right. To spend with their family and they stay with you and they have an amazing experience. Like that's an impactful experience that you're, that you're facilitating for, for somebody. Right. So, it's, I think it's an amazing business, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not easy. Uh, it's especially now, you know, if you started like five or 10 years ago, then, you know, it was a bit easier of course, but yeah, I think, I think you have to be realistic to, to people, right? The goal shouldn't be in my mind, the goal shouldn't be just to sell as many, uh, dollars and courses and everything as possible. The goal is like, you know, understand like where you can bring value, um, find out if the person that, you know, wants to buy your stuff, if that's the right person um, for what you're selling. And, you know, you have to have a level of uh, integrity there, I think. Mm. Um, and if, if you don't, then like, you know, like you're, you're not going to last very long because the short-term rental industry is very small, right? <laughs> so like everybody, you know, people know each other very quickly and they, and the reputation, your reputation can get destroyed like very quickly too. If, you know, if, if, if you're uh if you're not like driving value to people, I think Dude, it, it's funny you should say that because I, I do remember a lot of uh, the short term rental, uh, I guess, gurus ended up going to uh, Clubhouse. And you, and you remember Clubhouse. back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't used that in forever. But um, but Clubhouse was, oh, you got to get on Clubhouse. You got to get on Clubhouse. You know, everybody's on there. And it was a lot of people from our industry on, on Clubhouse and just going back and forth, you know, trying to help people. It started off nice enough people trying to help people out giving them advice all this stuff then these little shows started happening and then of course the gurus flooded the place and it was just seemed like infomercials every time that someone spoke right you know buy my course go to my thing do this do that and, and then then 
the evolution i got off of it because a lot you know a buddy of mine told me hey you got to check this out started sending me clips and it just got to the point where the gurus were fighting with gurus it was so crazy it was like <laughs> get your popcorn and watch because they were calling people out oh you ripped so-and-so off you know they told me this and that you took you stole their money and this and i mean it, it got <laughs> really bad on there man they were calling I mean, I'll tell you off the air, but some big, big wigs in the industry were just getting called out on there. They even came on there and tried to defend themselves. So, so yeah, I know what you mean about the integrity and the size. You know, it seems like it's a huge, and it is a huge market because Airbnb, but it's a small club of people that are still, that are like the ones that have been doing this for a while. And once word gets out that you don't have that integrity, it's, it's, it's game over for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad I wasn't the part of that clubhouse stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was entertaining to listen to, man. I'll tell you that much. But um, yeah, I haven't been on there for for a long time. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say, oh yeah, en enough enough about that. Let's let's jump into something that you you had mentioned earlier about uh, revenue management. You know, that's that sounds like a big fancy business term. What, can you break down? Just tell us uh, <laughs> well, what the hell is revenue management, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting, you know, because um, I started focusing on this. I want to say probably, probably about a year ago. Or so, um, where I was just noticing that a lot of a lot of our students and a lot of people in our community were see, starting to see the slowdown, right? And um, and so you know, I I started looking more at like, okay, well, I mean, I've always been a you know, I'm a math person, right? So like, I love numbers, I love graphs, I I love all that stuff. So I've always been really interested in the the pricing aspect, right? How do we actually maximize uh, our revenue, right? How, how should we set prices? You know, everyone uses dynamic pricing tools these days, but you know, you still there's a lot there's a lot of parameters you have to put in there, right? You could have a you could if you don't set up your tool correctly and you don't look at the actual market data, like you could be priced completely wrong, right? But to answer your question, like, well, yeah, what is revenue management? I mean, there's, there's, it's funny because like we we did some we did some webinars and some trainings, and you know we'd have a hundred people on there, and uh, you know we would ask people like, hey, drop in the comment, like, what do you think revenue management is? And and we get like a hundred different answers, right? It's like you know some people think it's uh it's it's your price, it's your uh it's your pricing tool, or it's like uh you know. Uh, getting the highest ADR, or it's like getting the highest occupancy, or you know, there's so many different definitions of it. But in my mind, it's it's just you know, how do you maximize how many, how do you maximize the revenue on your units? And it's not just pricing, right? It also it, it overlaps with distribution because uh, you can set different prices in different channels. Uh, it overlaps with operations <clears throat> because. You know, you might want to upsell stuff or early check-ins or, you know, one-night stays. You might not be able to do one-night stays operationally. So there's there's operational aspects to it. And, and obviously marketing, there's marketing aspects, right? Because, you know, most people probably think that revenue management is pricing mostly. But, you know, if your listings aren't great, you know, if you have bad photos or there's something lacking in your marketing, then... You know, you can do, you can have the smartest pricing strategy, but you're not, you're not going to make much because no one's going to book. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, it's a, it's a big, it's a big, um, there, there's a lot involved with, re with revenue management. You know, that that's what I've learned over the last year or so been going to conferences and connecting with all the revenue management experts in the space. And, you know, there's a lot to it and that makes it a very interesting topic. And I think, um, I think right now it's very relevant because, you know, as we all know, 
2021, 2022, you know, you could just do kind of whatever and uh, you're making money. But right now, uh, that's not necessarily the case anymore, right? <laughs> so now we, we got to take the all these different aspects of the business uh, very serious and we, we got to educate ourselves um, and really understand like, okay, how do we actually drive uh, a higher revenue? Because now like increasing your revenue by 20, 30% could mean staying in business or going out of business, right? Versus a couple of years ago, it was like, yeah, you're making not as much money as you could, but you're still making group money, right? And that, that's changed now. Yo, 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 Stevie Stacks again. One more quick shout out to themusecoffee.co. That's themusecoffee.co. Get you a freshly roasted bag of coffee today. Go to themusecoffee.co, use code LLT, and get you 20% off of a bag of the best coffee you'll ever have in your life. Themusecoffee.co, y'all. So that goes back to what we are talking about before. It's like, you know, running a shorter rental business, like you gotta, you gotta wear a lot of hats, you know, there's like the revenue management, there's the marketing, there's the customer service, there's the, the bookkeeping, the accounting, like there's, there's so many different aspects to it that, you know, it's, uh, yeah, we should, we definitely should not be uh, misleading people that are new and making them think that it's easy and they can just, you know, come in and make a bunch of money because that's just not how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I liked about, you know, when we were on the mastermind on your mastermind, you, you would talk a lot about the business aspect of it, you know, cause it is a business and it's not yeah. just, it's not just furniture in between four walls. It's more than that. And, and, and if you're, I, I, I like, you know, cause people have existing places and if you could bring up the, if you can make it improve it. And that's the thing. Cause people are like, oh, I don't want to spend more money on furniture even though it should, you know, they probably should upgrade the furniture. I've been doing that a little bit. Um, or create a fourth bedroom in a house, for example. That's what I'm I'm up to next, even though it is like a kind of an arbitrage house. But I could see the potential of a fourth bedroom separating me from the pack of three mm -hmm. bedrooms. Um, and and just uh, and then you have to pay for the professional photos again. But it, this is all an investment, man. And 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 I've heard and you mentioned marketing and and I you know back in my college days they mentioned how important marketing was. That Coca Cola spent fifty percent of their budget on marketing, fifty percent. How much how much do does the average short term rental operator spend on marketing? They try to do all the free stuff, right? But they don't. They probably don't spend one dollar on, on a Facebook ad. Or I'm not saying you have to do that. Or, or you know, they will want to invest in in, in, the, in the in the best photos and the best you know furniture is part of your marketing. You got nice stuff. You got pictures. You got to put it out there. But but whereas the big corporations, they know that how vital it is if you're not being seen, no one's going to buy your product, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, you know, the reality is that, you know, since since Airbnb became popular, it offered a way for people to make money and build a successful business without having to do marketing, because you're basically just paying Airbnb fifteen percent, you know, for customers, and that was that was a viable option for for a long time, and it still can be in certain in certain you know in in certain ways, but it's just not. Yeah, it's not as easy anymore. No, no, and you need you need your uh, a great website. I would I would say if I'm gonna just give my own advice, you need a great website because you're ha you're gonna have your brand on there on your Airbnb page, right? And, and so people most 
you know, computer savvy people will look at your brand. And, oh, I, I could find that mm -hmm. out there on, on the Google land and, and, and they'll go to your website. And if it's a crappy little landing page, then it's you're <laughs> you lost them. They're not. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't trust these 100%. guys, you know, but if it's if it's yeah. a nice wet looking website, professional, bookable, looks like a price line, maybe not as good, but but looks nice and decent, has a phone number as an email clearly where they can call you and talk to you, then they'll they'll trust you. Right. Um, so yeah, that's 100%. I mean, that's that's basic which I still talk to so many people and they don't have a, a professional website. So, so I'm just saying, I mean, and they're getting by, but just, just yeah, just these little touches will go, go a super long way with your potential clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, if you look at, if you look at Airbnb and you look at booking.com and those, you get the design and like every single detail has been tested out, right? The color of the button, right? Like you go on booking.com and like you, you search for a property and the, and, and you click on a, you click on a hotel, you know, and, and it always, it always says like, you know, one room left or two room left. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, that's not true. No. Right. <laughs> but it's like, you know, they, they've spent so much time figuring out like, okay, how do we get people to actually, book versus just you know just looking at the site and you know we 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 have to have that same mindset like when we're when we develop our book like our booking website right we also have to have that mindset of like okay well how is this how is this going to get people to how is it going to convert right into bookings right and to your point yeah if you don't if you're not building trust, you're not building reputation, you don't have a good call to action on, on the website, if you don't make it easy for people, because people people want the process to be easy. You know, I think every every additional step that you add to the booking process will cost you like, you know, 20, 30 percent of your of your of your guests. Because people are people want things fast, right? So that's why mm. on Airbnb it's so easy to use, right? It's just click couple of clicks of the mouse and boom you're 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 booked and people want that same experience so like I, and and I, I you know it's funny because like <clears throat> yeah i see a lot of the direct booking websites from our students but also the the properties that we're looking at potentially interested in purchasing and and sometimes you're just like it's so complicated like just to book that it's like I would never make a booking on this website because it's just like I'm just turned off by it. There's too many. I have to fill out too many, too much information, and you know I just want to like put it, put in the dates, and I just want to click on the book button, and you know put in my credit card info, and that's it. I don't want to deal with any other sort of steps. And uh, yeah, to your All point, it's uh, you know you got to be professional about it these days. Be professional. Um, pay a little extra for that website to have it where it loads fast because if, if they're going to wait <laughs> three or four seconds for it to load, they're gone. They're on to something else. Uh, our, our, our attention spans have become so microscopic nowadays, and that's just technology. You know, it's Absolutely. done that. It, 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 it's funny because you try to watch an old movie and you're like, God dang, this buildup is taking forever. When are they going to get to the point? You know, whereas the new movies, you need an explosion every five seconds just to keep you, <laughs> you know, interested or something like that. But, yep. but that translates to the people want to go oh, okay i'm gonna click on his site site looks good oh i can the dates are available here i can book it you know or i can call them as a real phone number on there 
Because, I mean, I've been, I don't know if you notice the trend, even giant big corporations. I know because we deal with a lot of apps and stuff, you know, with our with our industry. They don't give us a freaking phone number anymore. They want us to do that AI chat mm -hmm. thing to try to figure it. Oh, yeah. my God, that's so frustrating. I can't talk to a human and not even the chat thing is a human anymore. And it just gives you options. To, <laughs> it, I mean, but but to give someone a real phone number where you could talk to a real life human is huge. And, no, and people and yeah. it seems like the industry is going away from that. Well, you know, one thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, we had a, in our mastermind, we had a uh, Brooke Fouts. I'm sure you you know Brooke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he wrote he wrote a couple of books, right? Uh, Vacation Rental Secrets and Zero to Five Hundred, and um, <clears throat> you know, and he he has a company called Venture where he helps people acquire new customers, and he in in our mastermind he was talking about how important it is to just pick up the phone. Mm. He was like, if you pick up the phone, you're ahead of 50% of other property managers because he called like a hundred property managers and like only 40% or so picked up the phone. Right. And, uh, and that, that kind of blew my mind. I was like, wow, you know that. And to your point, you know, like people, people want, people want to deal with human beings. Right. And, and not necessarily with the, with the AI bot or the, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, uh... Grandma, Grandma Jean out there's got full pockets and she wants to talk to somebody. She ain't about, you know, going on a little chat thing. So if you if you answer and it's Grandma <laughs> Eugene, she'll tell you her whole life story, but she, she'll trust you and she's going to book with you, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look, there's a place for AI and everything, but, you know, I think uh, I think the human connection is something that is always going to be important in hospitality. You know, there's the idea that you want to just kind of automate everything. Um, I, I don't think that's the right way to go. Um, I think people are more than ever probably gonna gonna want uh, a human connection and a human that they can talk to. Uh, we see it with our guests. We see it all the time. You know, when when there's a little issue, we we don't. You know, we just call them right, and we're we're just like, hey, you know, like uh, we're gonna help you out. Uh, this is what we're gonna do, and they appreciate that. Right. And and as a result, you know, you'll still get that five star review, even though the the water heater didn't work for like an hour or whatever it is. Right. The, the, there's a storm and the Internet went down for a couple of hours, like whatever, whatever that is. Like if you're if you if you show people that you care and you bring that human connection to to the guest communication, then, you know, people are going to uh, they're, they're not going to punish you for for, you know, small issues for the most part. <laughs> for the most part <laughs> some people some people you can you can't always please. get unlucky but <laughs> yeah some people you can't please for and sure, that's yeah. just part of it man it's part of hospitality yeah. right well it's yeah i was actually looking at a property today um that uh we potentially were interested in in purchasing and um you know it the reviews the everyone was raving about the the location and the beauty of the nature and all of that. But there was one thing that like in all the reviews, it was like, but the host was horrible. Like, you know, never responded. Like, you know, everything is automated. And like, I, I don't even know who's behind this. And, you know, you, people feel like they've been, they've been treated as a number or like a robot or something. And, you know, that's, that's not no bueno. No, no bueno. And you could pay like a, a small amount to have someone answering that phone for you at all times, you know, but, but people don't want to invest in that. They want it. They want the easy button. So, so 
I don't know if you, I mean, if you wanted to flip the script now and ask me some questions and, and go the other way with this thing, because we were just talking, me and me and Jasper were talking about, okay, we're going to each post this episode on each other's podcast, right? So so in the middle of it, which we've only, almost been going for an hour, but we're going to flip it the other way. And he's going to ask me, excuse me, put me on the hot, <laughs> hot seat a little bit about my business. And then, uh, you know, we're going to go over stuff. So if you want to do that, that's fine. Not, yeah, I mean, we're already going for an hour. I, I'd say we we schedule another time because I, I don't want to rush it, you know? I don't want to just – I want to take yeah, my yeah, time yeah. to ask you some some difficult questions, you know, <laughs> that you're going to think about. <laughs> I'll, I'll BS them. Don't worry. Um, no, <laughs> no that, that's cool, man. Uh, um, and going back to it all, it, it you do have to be passionate about this thing. And, and I – the reason I got into it, because I, I used to stay at uh, short-term rentals, Airbnbs, and, and I thought it was super cool. People could rent out their own places, and people started were very creative in the beginning. And, and, and of course, that turned into a cookie-cutter IKEA thing for a little while, but then it came, the creativity is coming back to it, right? And mm -hmm. so that, and that's what drew me in. I was like, wow, I go to this cool place. There's like a mural on the wall. They, they got some wine. They got me a bottle of wine. This is, a hotel would never do that crap. They charged me like 50 bucks for this bottle of wine. But it was just like, stuff like that was what drew me into this industry. And so I had, I did have a passion for it. That's what, that's why I wanted to start doing it. Not just because I saw, there, of course, back then there was no gurus online selling courses to do this. which is just like, Oh crap! I, uh, okay, I'm just gonna list my take some pictures with my phone and and throw my throw my house on there and see what happens, you know. And, and then and at first in, in the early days, people wanted to meet me, you know. Oh, you're gonna be at the house? You're gonna let us in? I was like, no, there's a there's a code on there. But if you want to meet, we can. And then we'd meet and they we'd go out and sometimes and have some some beers with these strangers from other places and and, <laughs> and have a meal and they they'd want to you know they. They'd leave a lot of goodies behind at our house because we were cleaning it ourselves. It was just that's how that's how it all started for us, right? Until it turned into like more of a business. But then I think it could be both, right? You could be a, a business plus have that um, you know, homey feel to it, right? This uh this experience with these people. You want you wanna have you want them to have a cool experience, a unique experience. You don't want them to just be like, okay, I stayed at this cookie cutter, whatever place, and then mm -hmm. we left, and they'll never even remember it or, or remember you. Yeah, no, hundred percent. No, I think you know it's when you talk to people that are hosting, like it's very clear that there's two categories. Like there's the people that are in the mindset of like we're providing a space, right? And there's the people that are in the mindset of like, hey, we're providing an experience to our guests, right? And you know, I think uh, I think we have to be in that second category yeah yeah it, it's it's come full circle again right um <laughs> exactly, yeah. and, and that's what i like this industry has always uh got some ebbs and flows to it uh, um there's sometimes it's, it's it's a gold rush and then the next time it's oversaturation then everybody leaves again and it's another gold rush it, it, there's been so many it's like <laughs> a roller coaster ride and, and but, but i like what you're i like what you're doing and i and i've always wanted to try something you know similar uh, of course, I, I more of a beach. I, I've been I've been looking for more doing beach stuff, and 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 I, I think I told you the story. We love to go to South Padre Island in Texas. You know, uh, we live here in Texas. We like we, we, I've always gone down there every summer. Um, uh, but even even up till today, even you know, there's still some old timey you know beach houses that furniture from the 80s. <laughs> Mm -hmm. it, that that they they won't invest in in new furniture they got wicker like furniture and 
and just there's no design to it. There's nothing. So I, I see a lot of potential when you find a, a places like that to to really, really maximize the, the revenue management as we go full circle on the revenue part of this show. <laughs> 100%, dude. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, no, no, that just, just all that. I, I, I love talking about this stuff with you because, yeah, I mean, I mean, you were OGs in this industry and, and, um, yeah, you've helped, you've helped me out tremendously. And, and I really appreciate that. You've helped a lot of people out. You, you give so much free knowledge every week on your show. You've been doing it since 2012, you said. Yeah. Well, the podcast 20, 2014. So about coming up on 10 years. Wow, dude, that's crazy. You're going to have a celebration for that? Of course, of course. Yeah, we're going to do something special for sure. Yeah. So so there's a big conference going on this week. Are you, are you going to still go yeah. to conferences and stuff? Um, I actually, I went to two conferences uh, in the last couple months. I went to the VRMA in Orlando. And then I also went to the DARM, so the D-A-R-M, which is the Revenue Management Conference. So that was in Nashville in December. Um, then literally like a week after the, the conference, I flew back to Europe and I spent, uh, I was supposed to spend about five weeks in Europe with family, you know, went skiing, um, did a bunch of stuff. So uh, I ended up staying a little longer uh, because uh uh, you know, like uh, some uh, some challenges with the, with the family that I needed to to support on, so I I decided to stay a couple of weeks longer. So I just got back last week. So I was like, man, I, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to travel for the next uh, couple of months. I just want to stay here now. Because <laughs> so, so, so. I mean, I, I love the conferences, but you know, it's 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 a lot. You know, it's intense. Like you're flying out there, you're spending a couple of days, and then you come back, you have to catch up on work, and you know, it's a lot. Is it a net positive going to conferences? Uh, I mean, it, it depends, you know, it depends on, it depends on what your goal is. It depends on how you approach it. I think, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on like getting value out of a conference. I have been to so many conferences in my life. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, if you, if you have a, if you have a plan and you're very clear on like what you want to get out of it and who you want to talk to and what connections you want to build and what you want to learn, if you have a plan, then I think, and you know, these conferences can be very valuable. Um, but if you're just randomly like booking a ticket and you don't really know what you're doing and then you, you could all, it could also very easily, you know, you get some free drinks at the parties and, and, and then you come back and you're like, well, I didn't really learn anything, you know? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it all depends on how you approach it. I think. What, what What's one like big thing that came from you going to one of those conferences? Um, From the last couple ones that I went to or any of them. Anyway, what, yeah, something I that mean, sticks out that, that just something big that really changed your trajectory by going to one of these things. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something interesting that I noticed at the VRMA right, in in Orlando this year or last year. That was in October. Um, number one, it was like that there was a record record amount of attendees, right? So they never there was like twenty seven hundred people or something there, right? So that's a lot of people. But actually, what the you know one of the things that really stood out to me was, you know they they were giving away these boxes to all the attendees, and in these boxes were like a couple couple things that you need in the in the house, right? So like wash, you know, dishwash detergent and you know hand soap and things like that. 
and it's it, it you know when i checked into to our we rented an airbnb with a with some of the people in our mastermind and our courses and and you know the first thing i noticed it was an amazing house but the, there was nothing there was no they didn't supply anything like no consumables like no you know no coffee no 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 oil no hand soap no nothing right mm. And then when I saw the, at the VMware, everyone they were, they were handing out these 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 free boxes to everybody. I was like, ah, they must have they must have realized like how how you know how bad the short rentals are here because you you don't get anything right. So like I thought it was kind of ironic that you know probably the biggest uh, conference in the vacation rental space, and you know they're, they're giving out these boxes because they realized that people are going to need those because you know you're not going to get it at, at the Airbnbs that you're staying at here. Wow, old school, man. And that, yeah, I see that too at the old beach houses in, in Padre. Still, you get there, there's nothing, not even a coffee filter. There might be a coffee maker, no filter, no coffee, nothing yeah. to start you off with, right? No sugar, no yeah. anything, salt and pepper. You have to go to the store and get cooking. You have to go make a damn, you know, you can get to the beach after all that flying and driving and all that stuff. And then you have to go to the damn grocery store just to get basic supplies, right? You might get one toilet paper roll. <laughs> napkins forget <laughs> about it they're not going to give you paper towels those are too expensive yeah. but yeah man is is that old school um that's how it used to be done back in the day and way back in the day i heard that you had to bring your own sheets and pillows and stuff i i know I, I think there's still some some out there that where you have to bring your own sheets even it's crazy <laughs> isn't it that is nuts man well we've come a long way jasper and, and i'm happy you're hopping on my show and i'm happy I'm hopping on your show in a way because I guess you're going to put this on yours too. So it's always fun uh, learning from from the master uh, of short-term <laughs> rentals, uh, Jasper Rivers. Uh, you know, everybody knows where to find you, right? Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad.com. Uh, what else do you want to drop? Right. Freewild.com. Free yeah, I mean, if people are interested in our brand, like go check out freewild.com. And again, it's uh, it's F R double E and then Y of a W Y L D. So wild is spe spelled a little bit different. Um, we're on Instagram, like you know, we have uh, we have somebody on our team that may creates really cool content for our Instagram. So we have, we have some cool stuff up, up on there if you want to check it out. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to learn about short-term rental, I mean, we're mostly focused on focusing on helping people with revenue management these days. So it's either like we, you know, we have a course. We also do one-on-one uh, -on -one consulting with, uh, we call it like do it together, right? So like you still do your own revenue management, but we hop on a call every week and we, you know, we give you, <clears throat> we give you like advice on how you're setting your prices and all of that. And then we also, uh, we also actually manage, uh, some some of our clients we manage their entire portfolio now so that's what we're focused on when it comes to the education um but yeah you know get paid for your pad.com you know shoot us an email if you need support on anything and we're you know we're always happy to help and there's tons of free knowledge on that website to uh, get paid for your pad.com oh yeah and, and and every every few months i get drawn back to that website on accident because i'll google something and in particular i was looking for how to get Airbnb payouts before the guest actually stays there, you know, kind of like there was a company. I remember there was a company that you would front you the money, right? And, and it would oh, work. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. would work perfect with the timeshare part of our business where we rent out timeshares, but we got to pay for them first until the guest is realized, the stay is realized that we're loading up our credit cards until they pay it, and then we get realized our our, our profits, right? But I was like, man, there's got there was that company out there that that would front you the money that Air, Airbnb stays. That'd be perfect for us. And I googled it. 
and it sent me to get paid for your pad article from 2017 or something. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and in bold letters on the top, it says this company does uh, no longer does uh, revenue, whatever, uh, if, you know, fronts you the money. This you yeah, know, yeah, a disclaimer, yeah. but you left the article up and, and, and I'm sure it gets a ton of hits. Yeah, they, they, you know, they, I learned one time uh, when I was learning about blogging that they, they told me like you shouldn't delete content, you know, because because Google doesn't like that. So if something's outdated, you just put it at the top. You just put, you know, whatever update you have to put there, and then you just leave it there. <laughs> and I've been accidentally going there ever since, and a lot of people I'm sure have <laughs> accidentally went there. But once they're there, that oh, what does this get paid for the pad? This is a pretty good article. And so there's a lot of free articles on his on his on his um blog on the website so go check it out Absolutely. get paid for your pad check out jasper's show it's been going on since you know beginning of time and um thanks jasper for hopping on and i look forward to seeing you at the next conference maybe we'll bump into each other yeah man for sure i'm in california now so like not too far away and i love eating brisket so you know if any excuse to come down to texas uh, is, is uh, i'll take it all right live that drive <laughs> live that drive conference coming up for you guys <laughs> all right sounds good all man. Right. thanks man take care live let drive out take care thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of live let thrive be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of airbnb and all that entails Bye bye <laughs>